this is episode 11 of Mike McCurry Live. In my opinion, this might be one of the most amusing podcast episodes I've done, at least to me. My wife was probably wishing I would just shut up, but I had a good time, so I hope you do too. This is Mike McCurry Live, number 11, with my guest, Mick Hall. mistaken we are live with brother mick hall a friend of mine a um long time ago your dad invested in my family and my well your family invested in my family it made a big impact in who i am but i appreciate you taking the time it is nine o'clock eastern eight o'clock for you i'm sure you got um husbandly duties you got daddy duties and things you could be doing so i appreciate you taking the time if you would maybe in 50 100 words or so two minutes give us a brief description of who mick hall is Okay. Um, well, I grew up in a Christian home, and uh, my parents are Mike and Cindy Hall from Elgin, Illinois. They work there under Pastor Gomez, um, Northwest Ohio Baptist Church. And I'm probably going to go over the 50 words, but anyway. It's all right. It's all right. I grew up in a Christian home, and... Um, you know, uh, got saved at a young age. In fact, got saved at football camp. Um, and then, uh, slowly just began drifting away from the Lord. Uh, not even so much, you know, going into the far country physically, although, you know, there were things that I did outwardly, but mainly in my heart and then finally got things right with God, uh, and found that God can do a whole lot more with my life than I could. So uh, now I'm able to work at Faith Baptist Church in Bourbonnais, Illinois, with Pastor Terry Angel, and uh, been able to do that for the past 11 years now. So living the dream. Amen. The ministry now is I'm great. able to talk to Micah. So wow. This is, this is where the journey really it's the apex. Yeah, you you've hit rock bottom, man. You, you, <laughs> it, it was all uphill until now, and you're uh-huh. at the bottom. You're at the bottom. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I, I, you know, I tried a small talk for a little while before we jump straight into it. But to jump straight into it, something I keyed on. You talked about kind of going away from the Lord for a little while, and, and remind me of the time frame. Was that before or after being saved? You, you, you kind of, you, you kind of strayed from what you knew you're supposed to be doing. Was that before or after salvation? That was after. Um, so I got saved when I was 13 years old. Of course, I made a profession when I was younger, um, but. You know, it didn't really become real to me. I didn't I didn't really uh, put my my trust in Christ until I was a teenager. And then, you know, from from that point, you know, initially in my junior junior high years, I was excited. I was on fire, you know, as as uh, as as on fire as a junior higher can be. Um, And uh, then just kind of the older that I got. You know, I just began drifting farther and farther away. And, you know, I wish I could blame it on friends. I wish I could blame it on, you know, even outside uh, influences. But really, it wasn't. It's just just my heart wandering. And then, um, of course, my youth pastor, which you've had on, uh, Brother Jay Reed, he was a big influence on my life. Um, But I think the older that I get, I realize Yes, my youth pastor had a huge influence on my life, but it was it was actually more so my parents and my pastor and huge emphasis on my parents who made the difference in order to help uh, help me get right. But, you know, what what was important was, you know, I, I kind of 
I saw my dad where he was at. And then I struggled because I was like, you know, there's no way I could get up there. And uh, of course, you know, brother Reed has always been <laughs> incredible as far as intellect, wits, you know, anything you want to talk about, you know, he'll, he'll, you know, if you want to talk about uh, the uh, uh, growing habits of uh, Zimbabwe, you know, he'll, he'll tell you the ins and outs of that just off the top of his head. But, um, but he was younger, um, you know, he was youthful. Um, and, and so that, you know, that draw me to him. And when there was an opening and, you know, things, my world just kind of came crashing down and I finally went to him and I said, I'm done, you know, I'm done fighting. I'm done. And, and it wasn't because I didn't love my dad. It wasn't because I, I didn't love my pastor. It's just that, you know, I, I had felt like I had, I had let everybody else down so much. And so I, I kind of, you know, I, I went to this, this, uh, intermediate, you know, this, this guy in the middle that, um, that I felt could help me repair that relationship with my parents, repair that relationship with God. And, um, he got me back, um, you know, in my Bible, he got me, uh, you know, working on my relationship with my parents. And so while, while I credit him for sure, then the real nuts and bolts were there with mom and dad, because mom and dad, it was important that they, that they stay on me because that's what kind of made my world crash down is because I, I couldn't go, you know, there was frustration because I wanted to be in the world and I wanted to do my own thing. And then, you know, but because of the rules and the consistency of my parents, I couldn't get out to that. I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, gain access to, uh, you know, for sake of a better word, the, 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 the filth and the, the worldliness that I wanted to get to. And so finally, you know, I, 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 uh, it just felt like everything was just falling in on me. And I just said, that's it. I'm done. I I'm tired of this. I'm tired of the struggle, tired of the fight. And so I, uh, I turned to him and then he turned me back to my parents, turned me back to my pastor and turned me back to God, which is what I feel my job as a youth pastor is now is to, is to turn our teenagers back to their biblical authorities. While I have some leadership and some authority in their life, their biblical authority is their parents, their pastor and their God. And so my job is to turn them back to that. So I know I've, I've kind of scatterbrains, uh, no, shotgun, uh, sprayed all over the place on that, but that's, that's kind of, kind of what happened when I was in high school. Um, my two weeks left in my junior year, I got kicked out of high school and, um, and I was not returning for my senior year. Um, and my, my dad, you know, he was just kind of looking, well, what am I going to have him do? You know, he's working at the church. So it's not like I could exactly go and work with him. Um, my mom was working at the church. I couldn't go work with her. Nobody could stay at home with me. I needed somebody to stay home with me. Um, so they, there was a couple of men in the church who were uh, construction workers, good godly men you know, who, uh, who were faithful to church. And so I got to work with them. And that's a whole nother story. But um, 
uh, finally, you know, I, I started working on my, my relationship with God and started working on in my, my, I got right with God and I started moving forward. And, uh, second semester, I think it was, you know, probably middle of January or so. Um, my preacher, preacher, uh, Gomez, uh, he had seen the difference and he had, and he had seen that I was, I was desiring to, to go in the right direction and, and move forward. And so, uh, he made a way for me to be able to get back into the academy. I graduated there, uh, and then, uh, started working two jobs to get, get ready for Bible college and, uh, Bible college was, was full steam ahead. And, and you know, I never, of course, we always have things that we got to work on. You know, there's there's never a point of arriving spiritually, but that was the breaking point. It was almost like either I'm going to go off the deep end and I'm going to I'm going to be, you know, uh, you know, dive headlong into the world or I'm going to I'm going to run back to God. And there's 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 one way or another. I can't stand still. I have to move forward or I have to move back. And, uh, you know, by the grace of God. Just uh, the influences that were around me pushed me towards the right decisions. So. Awesome. awesome. There's a lot. Of, I got to pause for just, just a moment because if my mom is listening, I say the word awesome all the time on when I'm interviewing. And so I'm going to do my absolute best. So you, you can you can catch me if I say awesome. Let me know. And uh, we'll, we'll try to stop that. But I have to think of other synonyms. Cool. Fantastic. All of those. Neato. Uh, Neato. <laughs> there you go. There's a lot to unpack. Uh, the, the kid, the teen like it when I throw out the word fantabulous. Fantabulous. It's uh, fantastic and fabulous all together. You know, it's fantabulous. And, so. I, I, don't, I don't mean to like head off what we just, what you just talked about because I want to double back to that. But I, I put in the notes something about long form conversation about anything and everything. I just watched Mary Poppins for the very first time, the old one. It was like 1968. Very first time I've ever seen that that movie before. I don't know why, but supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Okay, I, I, I got that word out of it. So anything, there you go. I, anything, I and everything. Feel like our relationship has gone to another level. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing as you're comfortable enough to tell me that that you sat I, down and you watched true. Mary Poppins. D- does it does it make any difference that I had my almost? Oh man. All right. Um, can I? Can because I text? You both know that that movie was for you. <laughs> you know, it's a great movie. But can I text you my man card right now? Can I just send it via the internet webs? Hey, hey you know what they say: real men wear pink. Um, I don't because I don't. I don't subscribe to that. Um, but uh, you know, evidently, real men watch Mary Poppins. There you go. It was. It was, it was good. I haven't it's seen all... it in years, but you know. So you've seen it too. So don't, don't be hating too much. Yeah, no, I did. I was, in all honesty, I was, I was probably, you know, all of eight years old, but, um, you know, not all All of us can can cross that bridge in our youth. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's a, there's a lot we can get into with that. Anyway, back to the spiritual stuff, I guess you were, you were saying, one of the questions I wanted to dive I, into. I feel like you're having a hard time bring dragging this back into the. the well, you, you know, sometimes when you're when you're preaching a message and you like a thought occurs, you start chasing a rabbit and it turns into like you know a warthog, and you're like, I can't get this one. You gotta leave it alone. Well, every week, 
I preach in, of course, uh, for for about eight years, nine years, I preached in junior church, and that's that's a whole other animal. <laughs> but then, um, in uh, after junior church for. 11 years, as long as I've been here, I preached in teen church. And that is, is uh, another animal as well. Mm-hmm. And a um, couple, in fact, about a year ago, there was this one guy that came, he was a few fries short of a happy meal. Um, but yet, you know, he was as boisterous as they come. And no joke, this guy, like he was really into my sermon. And I was like, you know, this is, this is, you know, really touching this young man's heart. And, uh, and I really realized that it, you know, it meant something when he started pantomiming my sermon, like everything that I would say, he would act it out and he would, he would do all of these things. And, you know, I have this problem when somebody does something like that, like I'm entertained. (laughs) I enjoy it. Rightly so. It, yeah, so I let him go, but you know, it kind of dra- so anyway, I'm sorry. You were no, it, you were dragging this back to the spiritual realm. Trying to. I, I threw I threw it overboard. We'll try dragging it back on. How did you one more thing? Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> we had a preaching club this Sunday. Uh-huh. I call it yeah. preaching club, not preacher boys club. Um and uh because you know, a lot of times uh Christian young men, they're afraid of that term, you know, preacher boy. Mm-hmm. So we call it preaching club, just so I want all the guys to come up so they can learn how to preach. Right. Well, um, a young man got up and preached this Sunday. He His text was um, Revelation 6, 12. Uh, I believe at that point, it was about the sixth seal. And um, the, uh, I, I, the, the sun or the moon or one of those turned blood red. And uh, somehow he tied that into um, uh, uh, Ghostbusters. Okay. I've never seen that one, any of them. The all-female one, none of them. I haven't seen any of them. You seem to know a lot about it. I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, man. I didn't realize there were so many varieties. I mean, so what do you like? No, man. You just check check this stuff out just to kind of be up with all the you, stuff. You, you got to know what to preach against, right? Isn't that sure. is that? Yeah. I, I did I did hear a preacher say a long time ago something about he watched like uh, some music videos back in the day. Like he he had to go on YouTube and in its infancy, you know, however long ago that was, to watch to just so know what kind of artist to preach. Anyway, anyway, in preaching club, do you do popcorn preaching? Like you give them passages to preach, or do they bring their own? How does that work? Um, I have a philosophy where I I don't make anybody preach. Um, I think that is. Again, there are many other great preachers out there, and I, you know, if they if they disagree with this, then I'm sorry. He, they're right. I'm wrong. I'm just from my person, my personal experience. Uh, there have been way too many people that we have forced to get up and preach. And if you have to force somebody to get up and preach, then they shouldn't be preaching. <laughs> that should be something that's that's burning within them. Sure. And uh, it's something it should be something that God has placed in their heart. And if God has not either God has not placed that in their heart or, um, you know, God's placed it in their heart and they're fighting it, then I don't need to make them preach because they're going to get up and they're going to say something that embarrasses them or they're going to say something that embarrasses me and probably both. <laughs> um, 
So I, I don't do that. Even in this setting, I tell them, hey, you come. I will never make you get up and preach. The one thing that I will make them do is I'll make them get up and I'll and I'll make them give their testimony. So we did that this last week. And, it's a good and, way to know, get their good way to get their feet wet. Yeah, yeah. And there were guys who um, have never preached before, and quite honestly, will never preach, uh, just because. But they they come to preaching preaching uh, club because uh, because I encourage it, because I ask them to, you know, because I say this is a good thing to do. They'll never preach a message. I, I, I know it. Um, but they got up and they gave their testimony and I was I was blown away, blown away at how well they did, because, you know what, they, they that's just not not what's in them to do. And, you know, God's going to God's going to bless them in, in other ways. Who knows? God may call them. But, you know, as of right now, that's not even on the radar. So sure. anyway, that's my thought is just I don't really I don't really make it now. If it's if it's something, you know, I, I'm not opposed to it, especially, you know, in a in a way, if you can do it in a way that's fun and, and, and you can, you know, do it uh, to where you know, they're having a good time. I don't, I don't, you know, I have no, no problem with that for sure. Sure. We did, we did something in uh, homiletics, um, got my undergraduates from Golden State Baptist college and, and we had homiletics one, homiletics two, probably I, I, I went to Providence for a year. Um, I, I, I'm assuming that it was probably two homiletics classes or maybe one, uh, but homiletics two, once you're supposed to be a little better at your craft, a little bit better. Uh, we did something where, one guy picks the book of the Bible, next guy p- picks the chapter, next guy picks the verse. And so that's hard enough as it is. You know, that, that's fun. It's fun, though. You, know, you, have to, you have to do that. But then our teacher added, instructor added an additional wrinkle after he taught out, you know, the difference between truth and fallacy, obviously. And then the difference between truth, fallacy, and springboard texts, where you just take a snippet and don't preach anything having to do with that. So we got book of the Bible, chapter, verse, and the last guy got to pick, are you going to preach a truth, a fallacy, or a springboard? And you had to do it on purpose. So it allowed you to, when you got fallacy, you got to go, you know, just overboard and be hilarious with it. Like maybe preach about Ghostbusters and blood red moons and things, blood moons. Uh, But... It was it was a really good practice because there's a lot of guys they preach springboard text and have no idea they're doing and, it. You know I, that setting is completely different because mm-hmm. sure. you know, you're talking about people who are called. You're talking about that. I'm right. dealing specifically with teenagers who, you know, I'm 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 praying that God would would you know burn in their heart to do something. And right now it's it's not even a thought. Sure. So right now it's not even um, you know. Uh, some, I, I think I think of all our young men that are that are there. We had we had like seventeen guys that were there on Sunday, Amen. and and I and I don't say that you know pridefully. I'm just that that's just what happened. We had seventeen, but of the seventeen, we've got uh, like four that are called to preach. Uh, do I desire that I had seventeen called to preach? Yes, I do, and I'm praying that you know maybe this will warm their hearts and will. Uh, Lord will use this to challenge them in that area to to have that happen. Sure, but they need to be God called, not not Brother Mick called. Amen. And, Amen. And that, that that happened way too much in the past. So, but um, I'm sure I will be corrected uh, in it's some form. Right. 
It's all right. To get back to where we were going before Mary Poppins and Ghostbusters and everything, how did, and I think you'll understand how I'm wording this, how did you have the opportunity to go as far off as you did in the household that you came from? And I ask that because our dad's very similar. Um, you know, it, I asked that not heck, how did your dad let this happen? Because I know he didn't let, he didn't just stand idly by and let that happen. Let his son go that direction. So for teenagers, maybe, maybe a teenager listening, that's in a Christian three services and soul winning, you know, type type. How did you, how did that come about? And then what was that? Expand a little bit, maybe on the, the restoration process and how how you were able to knit that fellowship. Because I, I'm very glad to say that I'm friends with my my parents now. I I love my parents. I, I respect them immensely. Just spent you know 30 minutes on the phone with them a little before I talked to you. Talking to you, and but it's also because they didn't try to be friends when I was 13. And you know what I'm talking about there. But can you, can you expand on that just a little bit? Ultimately, the reason why that happened is because every person, whether they grow up in a Christian home or they grow up uh, in what we would call, you know, a bus kids home, they have to decide for themselves whether or not Christianity is real. Um, Your parents can wake you up every morning and can make you read your Bible. But um, unless you decide that you're going to get something from that. Um, it, it doesn't become real. I think there are benefits and I think it's a good thing to do. I make my son, he's in second grade. I make him get up and I make him read his Bible. Um, our kindergartner, we're getting there, you know, but, um, I'm, and, and I think that's a good thing to do, but there comes a point when everybody has to make a choice, has to make a decision whether or not Christianity is real to them. And, and, and it's, it's beyond just whether or not you're going to trust Christ as your savior. It's beyond that. It's, it's whether or not, you know, you're going to, you're going to give your life to him and you're going to be fully surrendered. It doesn't matter if you want to be a coal miner and and I know I'm speaking to the choir here. It doesn't matter if you want to be, um, you know, an IT guy at some uh, company or whatever, you still have to decide whether or not you're going to be fully Christ and uh, fully surrender to his will. So, you know, I can, I can, I can be, you know, a trash collector um, and be fully surrendered to God's will. Or, you know, but at the same time, I could also be a trash collector while I'm running from God's will. Either one, if if it's God's will, that's God's will. But um, so, you know, that's what happened. My parents, they pushed me. I was in every youth conference. I was at every camp. I was at every teen activity. I was at every preaching service. I was at everything. But it just I had not made it my, you know, I had not surrendered completely yet. Um, so, you know, why, that's why, mm-hmm. okay. Um, you know, and, and it's because my parents had, I had such a, a sheltered home and it's, it's because my parents were so, were so strong that I didn't ruin my life. There was mm-hmm. plenty, you know, there, there was plenty 
of others that went out and they completely ruined their life because they had access, because they could. My parents never made that available. And it was because of the rules that that kept me safe from making um, making a bigger, uh, bigger mess. <clears throat> but, um, you know, just like the prodigal, he had to come to himself. He, he had to realize where he was at. He had to realize, you know, that he was in the pig pen. Um, and, and the pig pen could have, could have been, if he, if he was wise, he would have realized that, you know, um, being, being in the city that he was in the pig pen because he was away from the father. Sure. And, but he had to, he had to literally get into the pig pen and I was not literally, you know, in a pig pen, but I was, I was, uh, inside my heart, my heart was, was, you know, as pig pen as it gets. Um, and so, you know, it was not an immediate process. I couldn't get into the house and walk up to mom and dad and say, mom, dad, I'm sorry. You know, let's, let's hug it out. Sure. It, it didn't work like that because the, the damages that I had caused, um, the, the, the things that, you know, I had, I had the hurt that I had caused and, um, the trust that I had, that I had broken, uh, it took a while. It took a while before that could be, um, but it all started not with a decision to make things right with mom and dad and not with a a decision to talk to my youth pastor. It it started off with a decision to get right with God. Hmm. I had to realize that this pig pen that I was in was because I was away from God spiritually. And so I got right with God. I, I, I repented, um, and I forsook. And then, um, I, I took the necessary steps. There were some, some embarrassing steps that I had to take some public steps, um, you know, and, and, you know, to, to this day, you know, I go to Northwest and there's still people that, that will uh, look at me sideways. You know, there's a lot of people that, that are thankful, you know, to see the, the difference in my life, but you know, there's still some that say, I remember and for, for good reason. Um, but it, it all started with repairing my relationship with God going to him and realizing um, just like, just like Joseph, uh, pastor angel in uh, school chapel, he's been talking about Joseph, you know, and he realized that the sin that he was doing uh, wasn't against anybody, but against God. How can I do this great sin against God? And that's, that's what we're doing when we're, when we're doing wrong. It's not just something that we're doing against our parents. It's not just something we're doing against our rules. It's not just something that we're doing against you know, the institution, uh, but it's, it's, it's a sin against God. And he's the, he's the first one that we have to go to, to get right in order to, to then progress down and fix that relationship. Um, then, you know, with mom and dad, it was in, in, in mom and dad, you know, there's, there's a tremendous amount of love. And because there's a tremendous amount of love, you know, there's there's also a lot of grace that they showed. Um, but they were wise to, you know, not just assume or uh, not just 
take for granted that I had that I had completely got right. They made sure that I that I took the necessary steps to to truly get right instead of just, you know, why is it, you know, you're a youth pastor. Why is it you see teenagers who go to, to teen camp? And if I'm talking too much, you can shut me up. No, That's fine. no, I, I, I'm interviewing you. So it's, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, hey, I'm going to turn so, the tables here. Every time I talk, I'm talking about Mary Poppins and, and all that. So you go, you go it's ahead. All good. <laughs> it, uh, it makes for an entertaining uh, conversation, but um, you're a youth pastor. You go to camp. You see teenagers come to the altar and they're crying and they're giving things up, you know, giving everything up. And uh, um, uh, they're 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 I'm sorry, I'm thinking about an instance that uh, that uh, a teenager had given up that I that I cannot cannot give over the airwaves. But um, we'll talk sometime. (laughs) (laughs) But they give something up and then they go home and it's like. You see them the next week and what's going on? They're in the same exact stuff. Why? Because they thought it was going to the altar and just praying was going to fix it. And mm-hmm. it doesn't. You know, it it, it, it doesn't do anything until you um, get right with God. You understand who the sin is against. And then and then you have to you have to set up the parameters. You have to set up the boundaries in order to 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 make sure that it doesn't happen again. Um, so anyway, so my, my parents were wise in that area to help me set up boundaries, set up, um, some things that would help me when my flesh wanted to drift back to, uh, to the world. Absolutely. I heard a pretty smart guy. Now he was talking about business and, uh, and growing a business and things like that. But what movie was this? It wasn't a movie. It wasn't a movie. I promise. <laughs> the, he was at, he, he was asked something to the effect of how do you build uh, a network? How, how do you how do you get in contact with and get in the good graces, basically, of those in the field that you were trying to get into, the, the, the higher ups, the people that you really want to talk to? And what he said was, you've got to bring value to them. But the 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 the. the the, what I took away from it was what he said next. He says, you don't bring value on your terms. You bring value on your terms. And to me, I immediately, I thought of Cain and Abel. Cain poured some sweat into growing what he gave to God. Sure. But it wasn't what God asked for. And sure. I think, I think you hit the nail on the head with saying you got right with God first. A lot of times we get so out of order. We, we feel like we need to, we need to go to our parents first. We need to, you know, right there's wrongs just like people we hear all the time you know i've got to give up my my drinking before i can get saved and and we know we know the fallacy of that but you've got to do on his terms do it his way or else it's never going to work out it's 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 interesting i I appreciate very much you being willing to be open I, i know it's a buzzword but authentic about what you dealt with who you were and what you did as a teenager. Cause I, I think it could be helpful to a lot of people because a lot, most people don't want to talk about their faults. I know I, I don't necessarily, it's not my favorite thing to talk about and probably not your favorite thing either, but Def- definitely not awesome. <laughs> definitely not awesome. Yes. So somebody asked if they could submit a question on Facebook. I just peek in every once in a while, the comments and um, wouldn't you know it? Somebody did. Um, a Jim slash Melinda Pate wants to know if you would consider Mountain Dew 
a vice for a youth pastor. Can, can we talk about this for a second? My dad drinks Mountain Dew, so I don't know if I grew yeah. up in a. You tell me if, if 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 I grew up in a sinful household or, or what? Yeah, you did. Okay. Okay. Sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, you want me to expound or? Well, so, so real quick, what's what, part of our essay or? What, what, what's the what's so the backstory? All, You're drinking Diet Pepsi. It looks like right now. What's the what's the backstory on this Mountain Dew um, thing? I to be honest with you, the Mountain Dew things coming out of the left field. Just 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 the fact that the question came from Jim and Melinda Pate uh, is, uh, and, and not so much Melinda. By the way, congratulations, uh, Melinda, on that baby. Um, that's outstanding. Um, by the way, just so you know, Micah, she had a baby. I, I was I was picking that up. I'm assuming you were connecting connecting. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I yeah, no idea where Mountain Dew is coming from. As far as the diet Pepsi, where does that come from? Um, well, other than where does it literally come from? Um, just uh, you know, this is this is all I had left in the office. So <laughs> down some Mountain Dews tonight, or it's not Mountain Dews, some diet Pepsis tonight. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah. So I, and one of the awesome things about doing this live is you do get to interact with people a little bit. Um, someone that we both know, uh, Adrian Ferrari remarked on, he said, look at those gray hairs. But I think I think it's just the lighting in, in your studio there. I think you need to tweak the lighting, the coloration a little bit, because it's definitely not you with the actual gray hairs. Right. I believe I believe the Lord calls it the hoary head. Uh, there's there's a lot of wisdom that comes with so does, does does he need to watch out for she bears or, or something like that, brother brother Ferrari? Uh, yeah, probably so. Yeah, for sure. I'm not sure how many how many she bears are down in Argentina, but uh, you know, be careful. He he talks too much about this gray hair. Um, might find him. My mom might come after him. And, <laughs> and you do not want to be on the bad side of Mrs. Hall. Absolutely yeah. not. Absolutely not. Now, how old were you? I can tell you that from experience. <laughs> probably so. you, you, we just I, talked about your wayward youth, and yeah, you, you probably don't want to be on her bad side. Yeah, been there, done that. Could write the book, but I, I will not because I don't want to rehash any of those moments, to be honest with you. Sure. I've, I've covered them up. I've buried them. Uh, they're, they're in a very, very uh, uh, secret place in the back of my mind that I, that I just try to uh, keep down. So. I, I think if I, if I keep peeking at the comments, we'll never get anywhere. We'll, we'll be back on Mary Poppins here in a second. So I have a question for you. <laughs> come on. Bring them. Bring them how, on. How, well, if I can I just come around and ask, how old are you, Brother Hall? Seriously, man. I mean, Seriously, no, I, I, I know. It, I know. Re, reason I ask, reason I ask, only reason I ask is because how old were you when my parent? In, 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 were you around in Korea, or was that pre before your time? Or how old are you around? The, or when were you born? After Korea, your parents there? We can, we can. I want to get into that for a second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, I am thirty-four years old. Okay, I do not live in a van down by the river. Um, <laughs> And I am not divorced, um, and I am not living on government cheese. Sorry, um, but I was. Let's see here. I was born in 1984. I was between the ages of three to five when we lived in Korea. Awesome. I moved there when I was. Oh, three. It was awesome again. I'm sorry. I back I'm, when I was five. Sorry, mom. I just said awesome again. I just said awesome again. Sorry, mom. <laughs> she she gets on me for saying awesome. So I'm, I apologize. Go ahead. Uh, 
that's pretty much all I had with that one. So I was five years old when we moved moved out. Um, I do. I I no. I shouldn't say that. Um, okay. Yeah. I I vaguely remember your parents. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't have a, a, a huge, now you probably have the kind of memory where it's like, you know, you can remember, you can remember in detail, you know, every events three, two years old. I, I don't, um, I can't even remember what happened yesterday with, with much, much certainty. Sure. Um, so, and I would, you know, I'd also like to say, as far as all of this goes, I'm sorry if you thought by having me on that you would get my massive Twitter following to jump on board. But little did you know. That's man. How did I get? How did I get you when you don't have social media? And I was I was going to get wow, there. How? Why? Why well, did you get me? In all seriousness, these first what twenty minutes or so? No, we've been on for a little while now. How long have we been on? Thirty six minutes. Wow, it's just flown right by. In all seriousness, I'm having fun. I'm sorry. In, in all seriousness. Can you talk about and you said anything and everything? Why, why no social media? I, I'd, I'd be curious to get your take on on that. Okay. Um, as this is broadcast on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, Twitter, Twitch, all of them. Tell us why no social media. All right. Um, and and just you know, I'm doing a shout out to my wife who's watching via Facebook right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's just a, a personal decision, and sure. and you know I can't give you. Uh, a Bible reason, you know, I can't, I can't say that. It's just uh, for, for many years, um, you know, uh, we, we preached against it, social media. And I'm not saying uh, that, you know, that necessarily everything we preached about it was, was, you know, right on point. But uh, I think there's a a lot of wisdom. Um, And and, and I think there's a lot of dangers in social media for our young people. Um, You know, if if we had, you know, another, another couple of hours, we could talk about the dangers that are out there um, for our young people and not only for our young people, for, adults too. And so, you know, while my wife has Facebook, I, you know, I haven't, you know, forbidden her or anything like that from, from social media. I just felt, I took, I took the stance of if I'm going to warn the teenagers and I'm going to tell them, look guys, I I just don't think it's wise for you to use. And I figured I would, I would uh, continue that example by not doing it. Um, there's, there's a lot of good things that can be done through social media. I, that's just, that's just what I, you know, watch, I'll probably go out and start, start tweeting tomorrow. You know, if that's up to this point, that's the reason why. And um, I, I get, I get sick, you know, I get sick and tired of a lot of the uh, self-promotion. I get a lot of, I get, I get sick of, uh, you know, a lot of the people and the only reason why they have social media is so they can, you know, get the next meeting or whatever. And and, uh, if that's what the Lord uses, praise the Lord, you know, but, um, I just, you know, uh, I've got enough, I got enough to worry about, you know, me taking care of myself. You know, I, I really, I really don't need to know, you know, uh, how your bunion clipping went this morning. Um, and, and, and it really does nothing for me. Uh, now my wife, you know, she'll, she'll give me the, uh, the updates. I will say Facebook is good for one thing. Sure. Go ahead. And, and I do, I do go on my wife's Facebook account 
so I can check out the marketplace. That okay. is a, that is a magical place. Um, I may or may not be looking for a truck on there right now. Uh, not because I'm ready to buy, just because I am lusting. So you yet another reason why not to have social media. Right. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm curious, and maybe Austin in Rachel Marriott could, could tell us what's the percentage of time you, you have to be on before you have to, like by the bylaws, have to make it Mick in Leah um, Hall before you have to put the husband and the wife. Uh, I, I was just curious about what, what the time frame is before you have to, before you have yeah. to do that. Hmm. I guess I guess if you're only on Marketplace, we can forgive that because it's basically Craigslist on Facebook. So oh, we can forgive that. So much better than Craigslist. That's true. It is so much better. It really is. Um, but yeah, you know what? I'll I, maybe I'll have to do some research. I'll have to find out, and you know we'll have to replay this. Maybe cut this segment out, and <laughs> otherwise I'm going to be out there on social media for all to see that that I'm a hypocrite. Right. The, the snap face, the Insta book, all, all of them. You're going to get on all of them. That, that's one thing I love about. God, we just need to get our face in the book. Amen. Come on. Yeah. I, yeah. I, um, I have to put this in. I think, um, by contract, I have to put in at least one, every three, um, episodes that I'm a Patriots fan. And so one of the things I do love about Bill Belichick is the coach of the new England Patriots is his just deadpan. Anytime someone asks him about anything regarding social media he just gives them just the blankest stare and you know says something about instabook or, or Snapface or or something like that and so I, i've always appreciated that about him i've enjoyed our conversation so far <laughs> <laughs> but seriously man you've gone from mary poppins mm-hmm. to old belichick yeah. I mean, right I'm just curious if the viewer count it just just dives off a cliff when I start talking about the Patriots, but it's or or, or all the haters start coming out of the. Uh, is there a viewer the, count? Is there what are what are we up to? Are we up to? You really want to know? We yet? we we just we just we just tapped twenty six. We're sitting at twenty five right now. Woo! Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing: you don't have a Twitter following, but but it's because because you're so mysterious. Everybody's watching because something. That's why they're I had you. You're, everyone, everyone's like, I've got to know. Like, it's like he's on. He's on. <laughs> exactly. Maybe exactly. Give us a little look into his his personal life. Is that his office back there? <laughs> Let's look through. What book does he have? <laughs> yeah, I um. Uh, I, I, in college, someone said one, one of the re- really wise men, and, and I, I completely agree with this. Uh, he said that there needs to be some, he didn't say complete, but there needs to be some mystique about the office of the pastor, about, about a, a minister, about ministry. It doesn't, not that you don't be transparent, but like you said, you don't need to put everything and anything online all the time. So yeah. that's probably wise. Yeah. It's probably wise. Um, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about maybe. Hey guys, just opened up another can of Diet Pepsi. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you know, I, I think if, regular Pepsi. I've I've, I've uh, if you, sorry. We, we can get oh, you an sorry. advertisement gig. There you go. Get you, I'm gonna get sponsorships on this on this channel just from you. If Mick Hall drinks it, problem definitely. Is- the hole is on that side somewhere. <laughs> okay, there you go. There you go. See, see, you'd be very entertaining on social media. I believe. I, I think you would. You'd probably be too much fun. I would. I would snap. I would snap. You know, you know. For me, part. This is not any part of the reason why I did this. But one of the good things about me doing this and spending time on, 
you know, scheduling folks and all that. One of the good things about it is I don't is I don't have time to be just flipping through my news feed or anything like that because it is depressing and it is, as you said, irritating in a it leave aside what the world is doing and all the headlines. But yeah, it's just it's frustrating. And well, so this gives me an outlet to give me a reason not to do it. So I well, or I could just welcoming you to the dark side. To the dark side. All right. Just we're gonna shut it down. I'm gonna cancel all my social media accounts right now. We're gonna be done. We'll be done. I'll tell you what, you do that and I'll send you out a diet Pepsi. <laughs> there you go. What is it like working for Pastor Terry Angel? It is magical. Magic, almost as magical as Facebook Marketplace. Wow. What? Which? Which one is more magical? Oh man! All right. Um, I would say Facebook Marketplace is magical. Okay. Working for Pastor Angel is awesome. So, awesome. I like that word. I like yeah. that word. Um. And so, no, it it, it really is. Uh. <laughs> Funny thing is, I I did not want to work for him. I know really? I'm knitting. I really am. Like everyone, everyone I say that to, they're like, <laughs> it's it's the dumbest thing ever. But um, and this is why it's it's not because you know I I I didn't respect him. Good night. I, you know, he's he's an incredible man. The the reason why I didn't want to is because our families are close. Um, and I kind of got the feeling like if if I went and I worked for him, it would be on the merits of our family's friendship. And I did not want to get a job that way. I didn't. I didn't want to um, to, you know, have a job and, and people say, oh, he's there just because. You know their friend, their fam- families are close, and and maybe that's why he initially asked me to come, and maybe that's why I've been employed for eleven years. Um, <laughs> but and and there's probably a lot of people that are saying, yeah. <laughs> but um, the reason why I decided to come, and I'm glad now looking back on it, it wasn't a knee jerk, wasn't a knee jerk. You know, oh, he's asking, oh, good opportunity, I'm going. Um, I truly prayed about it. In fact, when he asked me, I was like, okay, yeah, I'll pray about it. And then, you know, thinking that, that the the situation was, was almost too good to be true. You know, here, here's a rebel who, who got kicked out of school, got back into school just on the good graces of my pastor. And then, you know, is, is, you know, just a few years removed from that, you know, but is trying to trying to do right now, you know, and to be able to work for somebody like Pastor Angel, you know, how's that going to work? You know, in in my mind, I was like, you know, let me let me work in a you know in a small church in in West Virginia, or let me go someplace, you know, where, you know, I I don't I don't have to be as visible or whatever, and. um but I prayed about it and, you know, through the reading of God's word, he confirmed it to me. You know, can I give you a verse right now what it was? No, but I can tell you through my personal Bible reading, I'm reading and, and God says right there, that's it. That's confirmed. And so, yeah, that, so I went and I uh, talked to him. I said, all right, I'll come. He said, all right, great. Um, you're going to be teaching in, in the school. 
yeah can we pray about it again (laughs) (laughs) so i said okay i haven't taken a single education course he's like okay well just don't tell anybody (laughs) and uh you'll figure it out so i was like oh man this is gonna be crazy so i i start working on you know and, and what was was what was even crazier was um just through a lot of different circumstances and a lot of different things that had happened, I had to ju- I had to jump in like midway through the the school year uh, in the second semester. In fact, it was like this time of the year hmm. um, I jumped in, and so they were done with the first semester, and they were you know almost an entire you know, well I guess it would have been a report card a, a progress report into the the second semester. And I'm jumping into all of my classes, which, by the way, I've never taken any education courses for. And the first day, like I had myself so, so wound up in knots. I I, I got up there in front of everybody. I'm like, hey, my name is Mick. You know, I'm I'm your new teacher. And then my mind went blank. You know, I was like, uh, give me a second. Let me look at I, I forgot what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> Um, and then from there, and, and it's amazing because I, I got to teach, you know, I got to teach the, the subjects that nobody else wanted to teach, the leftover subjects, and I loved it. I had a great time. Um, of course, I loved being able to teach history. Who doesn't like history? You know, if you don't, if you don't like history, you're just an idiot because it's a bunch of stories. It's like, here, let's have story time, you know, and, and you get to do that as, as a junior or senior or whatever grade you're in in school. I loved history. And then, you know, I got to, I got to do, you know, your geometries. And that was a subject that I didn't really enjoy in high school. But then like on the, on the teaching side of it, I was like, actually, this is kind of cool, you know, kind of neat how all of these things work together. Um, and then I got to teach chemistry and chemistry became one of my favorite classes. Again, in high school, I can't, I can't say that I really cared for it. Um, we had one teacher and he was, you know, he, he didn't really do a whole lot. We went through the, the first semester and we didn't do a single experiment in chemistry. How do you do How do you do chemistry and not do a single experiment? But we didn't. Um, and then my dad took over and I was like, wow, this is actually kind of neat. Well, then I started doing chemistry and I was like, if I'm going to do anything, I'm going to have fun in chemistry. I'm going to enjoy this. And I, I had, I had experiments, whether, whether it went with the, the, the lesson or not, uh, whether there was an actual teaching point behind it or not, I had experiments because ultimately I wanted them to realize that there's some cool things to be learned here. Um, one time I found out, oh man, now I can't remember what it is. Um, but some, some elements is, uh, uh, you know, highly, highly, um, explosive when it comes into contact with water. And, um, so I was like, I got to get me some of that stuff. So I get my fray, (laughs) my fray book, uh, with all of this scientific, you know, stuff. And so I was like, I'm going to get whatever that was. Remember, Oh, it's going to, it's going to kill me. Don't look at me. I have no idea. Oh, please. Like, you don't know. All right. I I know I'll call call Jay Reed right now and we can ask him. We'll find out. Like, I know, I know for a fact you got straight A's in every single subject. 
And your mom, your mom could probably attest to it. If she's listening right now, tell me yes or no. But possibly, possibly, but I don't remember most of it probably. Um, so anyway, so whatever this this element was, I, I found out that you know it's it's very explosive, highly flammable when 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 it uh, comes into contact with water. So I went out and I got some of that. I ordered some. It came in. There's this uh, there's this box. I open the box. In the box is a metal can. Okay, so I get the get the top off the metal can. Inside are some rocks. In the rocks is a plastic bottle. In the plastic bottle is oil with chunks of this this uh, element. And so automatically, I'm like this. Is going to be great. You know, I think like as soon as I got the box, I was like, "Let's do this." <laughs> so I I go and I get you know I get all my scientific stuff. I got some beakers and um, and I started sawing at at this uh, at this uh, uh, product, and I and I take it and I got this beaker of water and I made sure everybody got their goggles on. Mm-hmm. We were safe. Safety first. So, exactly. We go downstairs and we're in the kitchen and we're in the kitchen in school because, of course, that's a safe place. And I take it and I drop it into the beaker. And it was kind of cool. It's like it hits the water. It's like it it, it turns into like a little fireball and it's it spins and it lights up. Interesting, you know, but not quite what you were looking for. You were just not off. Not not awesome. awesome. Not quite awesome. So I was like, okay, what do we got to do? Bigger chunk. I got a bigger chunk. (laughs) Dropped it in the water. A little bit bigger. A little bit more fire. Like, oh, okay, better, better, not best, better. Like, okay, you know, in in my years of uh, of science experiments, every year we'd have to do a science experiment at Northwest Baptist. Northwest Bible Baptist uh, Church, Northwest Baptist Academy, and uh, you know the scientific process is you've got to have uh, you got to have some variables. So what are some variables that we can do? All right, we could try a different substance. Eh, like no, let's stick with water. I'm going to have two variables. Number one variable, I'm going to put even more. I'm going to get the biggest chunk of this stuff that I can that I that I can afford while still having some more of this, and. Um, and I'm going to heat the water because, I mean, that, that has to do something. I put it in the microwave. I don't know how long I put it in there, two minutes or something. It's boiling. It's good. I put it on the countertop. And and really, because of the results, you know, it was a little one, slightly bigger uh, spinning fireball. I was expecting, you know, a bigger yet fireball just so i'm like okay here we go i got my chunk and i drop it into the beaker and automatically i knew things were not right it starts spinning but then instead of just firing you know having this fireball it starts shooting like like magma it starts shooting like a like a roman candle in the in the in the uh uh, lunchroom is uh, not the lunchroom. The kitchen. Bush, 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 bush. Kids are flying all over the place. They're diving <laughs> on the ground, and it's 
and these 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 uh, Roman candle you know type of fireballs are hitting the ceiling and then bouncing back onto the countertop. It burned it burned the ceiling tile tile and then it burned the countertop in the kitchen. Um, those marks are still in the kitchen, by the way. I'll I'll send you a picture if you need proof. But you know what? It was it was like nobody was harmed. Praise the Lord. But uh, you know. That is something that they talked about for years and years and years. You know, crazy brother Mick doing his crazy experiments. Uh, we have no no idea why we did them, but we had fun in that class. And that's you know that's that's what matters. Learning secondary, which also tells you why I no longer teach. <laughs> like, okay, let's get this guy another job. <laughs> <laughs> Some, somebody commented and two weeks later they hired Mike Bragg to be the principal or something like that to get just yeah. to get you there. <laughs> no, Mike and I got hired. Um, we were hired two weeks, two weeks apart. Actually. Um, well, I don't know if we got hired two weeks apart, but uh, we came on staff two weeks apart. We've been together, you know, for all these years. Um, but yeah, yeah. Funny comment. Nonetheless, nice. <laughs> Not true. Wow. <laughs> when did you transfer over into, into becoming the youth pastor then? Um, we had a youth pastor at, at the church. Um, and, you know, he was doing a great job. That was Brother uh, Jason Winkowski. Mm-hmm. Um, now he's pastoring in Quincy, Illinois. And he, I think all along, he had a heart to go into the pastorate and, and pastor angel knew that. And so when he brought me on, he brought me on and he actually told me, he goes, listen, um, I'm bringing you on not so you could teach long-term, uh, but because, you know, I see that there's an opportunity for you to do this. So about three years into it, um, brother Jason, you know, felt the Lord tugging on his heart to go pastor. Um, and then at that point, um, I stepped in as the youth pastor. And so I've been youth pastor here for, I think, I want to say seven, seven, yeah, seven or eight years now. Nice. I don't what is a, what is a just golden nugget from the mind of a youth pastor that you could drop on us maybe um doesn't even have to be a story though it can be what what is something you've learned as a youth pastor that you could pass on i've been a youth pastor not quite half the time a little over half the time that you have uh, but still something i could learn from you and before you answer that though could you could you talk to me about what kind of hipster wears a wooden watch uh, could you talk about <laughs> is it wooden y- yes it is yes okay it is. I, I i just noticed that okay <laughs> the the kind of hipster that has a wife that loves him enough to buy him one is okay hipster okay a wooden watch. okay all right. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. No, it's it's nice. I actually, I actually you bring me on here just so you can make fun of my wooden watch that my wife gave to me. <laughs> so it, I tell your wife, I apologize. Not to you, to her. I apologize to her. I, it was it was a throwaway. It was a throwaway. Anyway, what what is something you could you could talk to us about being being a youth pastor? That um, might help us. Micah, what in in our in our hour conversation tells you that I'm going to give you a nugget of wisdom at this point. I mean, I told 
story. Maybe you could, you could just give me a funny story again. That's that's okay too. But no, seriously, I know you got you got something. I'm sure something you've learned. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so this is this is the story that I always go back to with our teenagers, and they're probably sick mm-hmm. of it. And it's you know, uh, and it's this when I was when I was a kid. Mom and dad, they would take us out skiing every year. Every year we'd go out skiing. And, um, you know, we'd, we'd load up in the the old Chevy Caravan. We'd head out west, uh, head to, um, you know, Galena or, you know, whatever. We'd go, we'd go um, skiing. Well, I remember one time we were heading out that direction and our van broke down. And, you know, we were supposed to be skiing. Our vans broke down and now we're sitting in a mechanic shop and, you know, we've got our, we've got our ski gear on because we are ready. As soon as we hit the, as soon as we get there, I am jumping on the slopes, you know, and, and, uh, you know, hoping mom and dad get me a, a lift ticket, you know, by the time I get to the bottom, that way I can get back <laughs> up. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm excited. And so now, you know, the whole trip's been, been ruined. It's been, you know, it's just, it's just terrible. And so as, as a teenager, well, I don't, I don't even know if I was a teenager at that point, but as a young person, I was just devastated. I was like, Oh, this is terrible. But I remember dad, he taught me something with a quarter or no, it was a quarter. It was a penny. He's like, okay, here you go. I'm like, seriously, dad, you know, what can I do with this? You you look like you look like you don't you don't believe that this is a serious story. No, I, I I'm seriously I'm I'm inquisitive. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm not, I am. I am. So anyway, so Dad gives me a penny, and then he has a penny, and he's like, "All right, we're gonna play this game." And so we proceeded to flip the penny and see who could get that penny closest to the wall. Okay. And so we sat there, and I think you know we 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 did it for about an hour and we would do it. My sisters, you know, the, the folks that came with us and we ended up having a blast. I don't, I don't, I don't remember a single, uh, a, a single trail of the slope that we went down that day, but I remember that little game. And I remember this, that no matter what's going on, no matter how tough it is, no matter uh, what situation is happening, you can still, have a positive outlook and you can still decide that that no matter what that you know the devil's not going to steal your joy you can still have a good time if you're sitting in a, in a mechanic shop when you're supposed to be skiing you can you can pull out a penny and you can still have fun you can still have a great time because because you know because it's still all under god's control Man. god God worked it all for good and he, he, he made it happen that way. Uh, you know, you could spend some time with your family flipping a penny against the wall and having a blast. So I tell that story probably once a year to our teenagers. And I say, look, I don't care if we're, if, if it's everybody come, we're going to sit in a, in a circle and we're going to just talk. We're going to have a great time. Uh, or if we're going, you know, and we're, we're, we're doing uh, six flags, great America or, you know, whatever, great incredible uh activity it is we're going to have fun we're going to have a great time and uh so you know that's just one thing that i've always that i've always tried to do is is realize that that you know god does not want us to to sit around sucking our thumb he does not want us to uh you know 
throw a pity party. He just wants us to to pick up and and to move on and to realize that that God has put us in the circumstances that we're in for a reason. And so we can pout or we can pick up a penny. We hear it all the time, but everything rises and falls on leadership. And that's not just the success of whatever mission you're on. It's also morale, too, a lot of times. And thankfully, you have, you know, you have a good dad. I have a good dad. But we we got to see firsthand because there's a lot of times when you're in a situation where it, it could be the best of times and somehow people find a way to make it the worst of times it, it's always but my dad always calls it or i think my mom calls it being a fun sponge just being you know just, just making sure you suck up all the fun from the situation if i'm not having fun nobody can have fun and you hate those yeah. type of people exactly well we've been well, over I, you know i i'm sorry if if uh the sincerity wasn't quite there like you wanted it to. And I'm sorry. I, I was I didn't mean to talk to you about that. Followers, uh, with me. Um, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll get my uh, Instagram peeps to, to uh, meet you up. Uh, I, I'm waiting for the day. And I, I think, I, I don't, I don't think you preclude yourself from social media whatsoever. I think you gave a very reasoned, a very wise reasoning why you don't, but I'm still, I'm going to be waiting for the day when it's, Mick and Leah, Mick and Leah, um, Hall. I'm I'm waiting for that day. I'm hoping for the day. So uh, I probably shouldn't go there. Never mind. Oh, see now <laughs> you, you you can't leave us like that, man. You can't do oh, that. Okay, just it's just a funny thing. It is Wait, a go, funny go thing. Go ahead, please. People, and I won't I won't go down the the exact trail I was going to go, but <laughs> it's a funny thing when people people you know say goodbye to social media. I'm done, and then two days later, you know, here's a post. That's mm-hmm. just the funniest stuff, and that's what I set myself up for. You know, the day that I get social media, I'm going to have a bunch of people calling me hypocrite and you're going to be the number one person. That That is fake news. That is fake news. You're going to be the not. number one person on there saying, dude, you are awesome. I That's what I was saying. That, that's what I will be saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll be saying awesome. You, hey. in, all, in all seriousness, though, I, I think it's uh, it has a place that it, when it ha- when it has a purpose. And you're exactly right. When people are just wasting time on it, when unless maybe it, for product placement, social media is great. It's fantastic for that, though. In all seriousness, if, if someone could shout out Diet Pepsi or Pepsi, um, who who owns? Is it Pepsi? Is are they the? You, you haven't even noticed this, but see that right there. Uh, it's oh, it, it was glare just a little bit. So it's Bose. Entire time, and you got Hawkeyes time. back there. Let's see, Any, anything else interesting? What what is that carving thing? Okay, what, is that a lion? Is that a lion? I, the glare is on. I can't really see the the wooden. Interesting. I uh-huh. find I find that I find it interesting that um you know as you're as you're looking at all the things that that are interesting to you, you know. My my family bears no importance. You know, my wife bears. Let's see if there's anything interesting. <laughs> Obviously not the Obviously not his wife. Um, is, is, is that a real degree back there, or did someone did someone just print that off for you? Is it from Xerox? Yeah, it <laughs> it is. It is. In fact, there's a little whiteout at the bottom. Uh, but uh, okay. So, would would you like a tour? No, I, I, I don't. Need, I don't need a full tour. Our, our viewership. Have I have. I, I have time. I will make time for you. 
<laughs> is there is there a hard you know what you asked me if i had a hard out you're probably like man i should have oh what am i doing i should have told him no, I, I still feel a little bit bad about downing your wife's gift i do feel bad about that just a little bit what, what's, what's the story on that when, when how long ago did she give that to you it's a nice watch yeah okay i i see how this is changing now it's like oh wow you know <laughs> no really no really your wife has good taste Seriously, no, really. real quick real quick I used to sell jewelry in a in a Hawaiian high end Hawaiian jewelry store, okay. And koa wood, which is a wood I guess native to Hawaii, um, I still remember some of this. I guess they have watches inlaid with them, and I I, I very much considered purchasing one. It was you know island you know lifestyle all that stuff, but yeah. So I didn't know the Hawaiians were known for uh, quality jewelry but you know i guess you learn something every day brother reed would know that he would know that he would understand that um true so we'll have to we'll have to give you the tour sometime i I think this has been a huge amount of fun and i think that at some point in the future we'll need to have a, a redux We'll need to have we have a but <laughs> we'll need to we'll need to revisit some of this because I think there's a lot we didn't get to, and we, we dwelt on your early years a lot. So maybe we'll get to the mid years next time. I feel like you brought me on so so we could talk a lot about our family's relationships, and we just did not quite get there. Yeah. Well, you just said. I mean, speaking of not interesting, you, you didn't find my family that memorable. Um, when you were five, I mean, five, you could definitely remember some things at five, I would think. But you were like, ah. you realize that our family had more connections than just when I was five. It's true. That's true. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, were you, no, you would have been in, you might have been married at this point. This, this right now is probably killing your viewership. No, it's all right. It's all right. Well, that's my show. I can do whatever I want. It's fine. And, and I, I get like I get to have you on. I mean, it's all right. <laughs> I, I do remember this is one of my best memories. I couldn't do it right now. We were sitting around playing. Speaking of just having fun playing. Uh, what's that game where you have like different? Oh, cranium. Cranium. Is that, is that the game? We were playing at your parents' house and the, to win. the It was guys versus girls. And your mom is very intelligent. My mom, very intelligent. Uh, I, I don't know who else was there to round out um, the crew because it was like me, my dad, and your dad. Who, who the last? Oh, maybe your sister. Your sister was there. And to win the game, I had to spell the word apocalypse backwards. And I think it was like so tight. If I did it wrong, we were going to lose. So that was one of right now. Go. I, I couldn't do it, man. I, I, I've set myself up here. So oh, I can't. Great days. Your mom's already yeah, posted. Yeah. I'm sure. No, I always. She, she doesn't have Facebook. She doesn't. She doesn't have social media. We can talk about that, but she doesn't. She she stalks every once in a while. But no, I'm not going to do it because I'm going to mess up. E right? Apocalypse. I think. All right. It starts with it, it, it backwards is an E. Anyway, anyway, one of my best memories with with your with your family, partly because we won. Guys won, so it was a lot of fun. Brother Mick, I appreciate it. I could let you, I could let you go now. I appreciate you taking the time. In all seriousness, this was a lot of fun. I, I, I greatly appreciate the time. Any, I always ask any last words or anything that you need to get off your chest before we go off the air. I don't. All seriousness, though, say hi to uh, <clears throat> to your family, to your preacher. Tell Becca we're praying for her, and uh, we're praying for you. 
And so, why are you? I'm, 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 I'm sorry, you're, you're being super serious, and your wife comments. <laughs> I have to get this off my chest. I'm, I'm wishing your family well, and you're laughing at me. I'm sorry. You, you realize that that. I've got to stop reading the comments. I've got to just concentrate because your wife said something about she's going to pull all of her followers off the video if I keep making fun of your watch. (laughs) (laughs) Just struck me as so funny. The well wishes are received with humor, with good grace, with with amusement. And so (laughs) we appreciate it. This was namaste. Thank you. Brother Mick. Thank you so much. Stick around for just a second. We're going to go off the air. This has been an experience. Um, the cliff note, I try to give the cliff note sometimes at the end. We talked about Mary Poppins. We talked about a troubled youth. We talked about ghost busters, blood red moons. Um, talked about making things blow up. Anything, anything I missed? Oh, we, we talked about a beautiful, just gorgeous wooden watch that you are currently wearing. Seriously, it's It's nice. It is nice. It was a throwaway joke that didn't land. I'm sorry. I'll stick to my day job. That that's Tree really hut. nice. Tree hut. Tree hut is what's called. Yeah. Uh, let me throw this one out there to you. Okay, go ahead. For all for all the people watching right now, Bobo Bird. Just saying. One more time. Bobo Bird. Okay. What is it? <laughs> I, I'm missing something here. It is. It is. Uh, the up and coming Hawaiian jeweler. No. <laughs> <laughs> no seriously though bobo bird that is like um wooden watches okay. <laughs> i feel like i feel like a new york city vendor right now but <laughs> like, they're like 35 bucks in, you, in your wooden watches that's you want to buy a rolex <laughs> <laughs> that was my segue into the uh into the wooden jewelry is is getting a a 30 bobo bird and I should be sponsored. Do you know how many products could be placed in my videos? If you would take get social media, there you go. You you could have Diet Pepsi, Bose, what, whoever made that wooden carving back. I'm not going to insult whoever made that wooden carving back there. You know, um, they, you know, I'm sorry. You know, maybe this is the thing that I need to get off my chest. But not everything's about the money, Micah. Not everything's about the money. Not all of us can be living high on the hog like those in Akron, Ohio. Some of us have to be laboring away in Bourbonus, Illinois. Right. Well, yeah. And with that, I did you adieu. (laughs) Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Stick around with just a second. This has been a great time. Couldn't have couldn't have imagined it going any better. So thank you, sir. Stick around. We'll go off the air. Mike McCurry Live number eleven. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, Mike McCurry Live. Let a friend know, leave a review, give us five stars if you don't mind, or give us three stars if that's what you think we're worth. Let us know what you think. Appreciate your listenership. Have a great day, and God bless.